Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, which everyone did all week. My goodness. Hi, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh, and uh, this is me. And I am alongside my co-host, my dear friend, one of the best people on planet Earth, and former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Jesse, you know, I picked it. I, you were hating all week, and I said there was no doubt that the Cowboys were going to win this game. So I was just wondering, uh, would you like to apologize? Because I knew, I knew all along. I knew sure. it. Listen, I, I'll be the bigger man of the show. And uh, I'll, I'll eat my crow. I've, I've put my crow in the air fryer. I put a little seasoning salt on that thing. And, and I've been eating my crow all day long because I didn't think the Cowboys had a shot in this game. But this is why you play the game. And this is probably why I don't play anymore. Because oh. I'm, not, I'm not good at picking teams. And I darn sure wasn't good at playing the actual game. So, oh, I, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm ruining the show by talking over you, and I'd like to apologize. That's just the way I like to do things. I like no, to go ahead and pay the bills, though. Let's get that out the way. Exactly. You're talking about picking games. If you're better than me at it, uh, I, I'm. You know, I try my best. I try my best, and we encourage you if you're into this sort of thing and you like to be like hoo hoo and make every game interesting. Hell, I do it with NASCAR. Head over to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events, first to market odds and lines. Like we told you, if you'd taken the Cowboys. It would have been such an easy, comfortable victory, and you'd have so much money. We all saw it coming. Find reviews and news for every league. You get your MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf. It's Bet Online, the top online resource for all your sports information, live in game betting props and futures. So go to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make that first sports bet. Promo code is Believe50, B L E A V 50. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, Bet Online, where the game starts. Like I've always said, you can't leave that much time on the clock for Cooper Rush. I mean, he's the GOAT. He is definitely the GOAT. I think I think Dez used bet online too. He 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 bet his ten thousand dollars last night in the Cowboys. Said he won thirty-seven thousand dollars. Oh, that sounds like he went on the money line. He thought they were actually going to win the game. That's yeah. impressive. That's we a- still we have yet to see the ticket or the confirmation of the ticket, but you know. Uh oh, you think it's like a Floyd Mayweather thing? By the way, in the chat, you're they're asking him to spell no B L E A V five zero. We pronounce it believe, but B L E A V. We take out some letters just because why wouldn't you? It's the way we like to do things. Um, there is no other place to start, at least according to me, than Micah Parsons. And uh he was a pass rusher in high school, okay? In high school. In college at Penn State, dude was a linebacker. He just ran around and tackled running backs and stuff. And so when they picked him, I was like, oh, my God, they used a top 12 pick on a linebacker, and I hated the pick. I would like to apologize for not knowing that Micah Parsons is not a linebacker, 
Micah Parsons is the best pass rusher in the NFL. And he didn't even do it in college. Like, if you pay attention to the first couple of drives of that game, once upon a time, the world was like, well, your left defensive end is your bigger and stronger defensive end. And so Tank Lawrence has been the left defensive end of the Cowboys forever. But either Micah likes it better over there or they wanted to go after Lyle Collins because Tank Lawrence was a right defensive end this week. Micah Parsons was your left defensive end. And there is no freaking stopping that dude. I like Lyle Collins. That was a long day for him. Micah Parsons is unblockable, and I don't know what else to say about it. It was a very long – it's been a very long 14 days for Lyle Collins. You know, just T's and P's out to Lyle Collins because he is – his confidence can cannot be very high right now after dealing with J.J. Watt – I'm sorry, T.J. Watt a week ago and dealing with Micah Parsons this Sunday. Uh, you said Micah Parsons played rush in in high school. He didn't play at all in college. I honestly, in my heart of hearts, and, I, and I, I'm not making a joke, I don't think this dude is a regular human. I think he's an alien. I think I think Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are looking for him. I think he's stolen someone's skin, and he's just running around here among us average folks out here doing whatever the hell he wants in the National Football League. The good guys dress in black. Remember that just in case we ever face to face or make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. I know the Will Smith theme songs. That was impressive. That, that was we can do Wild Wild West too if you want to. I'm sorry. What were you saying about Micah Parsons? But no, it, and, and I also think that the Arlington police are still looking for Micah Parsons because <laughs> it was a physical assault. And we talked about, um, on our on our on our kind of leading up until this game, uh, this was this was going to be one of those coordinators games, and Dan Quinn just basically said, "Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the best player on this football team, quarterback included. Michael Parsons is better than any other player on this football team. Dak Prescott included in this conversation, and I'm going to line him up any and everywhere I want." And I'm going to give him one job and one job only. Whoever has that oblong ball, you go and destroy. And if there's anyone that is standing in your way, you destroy them first. And then you go and destroy who has that oblong pigskin. And he did it time and time and time. Leighton Vanderesh got the easiest sack that he will ever get in his life. Because Joe Burrow was running like a hooker at a church trying to get away from, from Micah Parsons. And it was, there's audio out now that Mike, that Joe Burrow looks to the sideline during one of the timeouts and he goes, I, I guess uh, uh, Zach Taylor wants to call them to play. <laughs> and Joe Burrow Don't goes, go empty. No more empty sets. No more, no more empty sets. Please, God, please. Not, not, not only do I, I don't want to get sacked again because I got sacked six times, but I've gotten hit a whole bunch of times and a lot of it's come from this dude and he's not like micah might have the quickest three steps ever and i'm and i'm I'm putting lawrence taylor in that conversation ever i mean that's who he like to me who he is i'm not old enough like i've seen tape of lt like he's von miller that's who he is he's von miller or better i think he's, i think he's gonna, like, even better and like von miller was a freaking 20 sack, like Micah Parsons. Here's the thing. If they let him rush the passer enough, 
If he, like, if it's his full-time job, Micah Parsons will break the single-season sack record this year, I promise. If you just make that his job, and he doesn't spend 30 or 40% of his time at linebacker, he will break the single-season sack record. He's got four through two games. He's going to get two every game. He's going to have 34 freaking sacks. He's going to break the sack record by 10. That's what Mike is going to do. And the offseason pickup of the year may be Anthony Barr. Simply simply because, and here's why. Because Dan Quinn goes, hey, I just need someone to be a serviceable middle linebacker. That You don't have to do much. But I just, if you do that, then I can deploy this other alien that I got from Mars I can, I can line them up in the middle of the field, left, right, whoever, wherever I see there's an advantage, I can line Michael Parsons up because I now have a comparable, I have a, a, I have a, a halfway decent athlete, a smart middle linebacker that can, can play football. And this game, and I, I know that praise goes to Cooper Rush for him stepping up and having his second start and his second victory, another fourth quarter comeback. But this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. I don't care what PFF grades out to uh, digs. I don't care about none of that. None of this happens. None of it. Um, guys are getting sacks, two sacks again. They, they, they wouldn't be able to get there without Michael Parsons. All of this happened because of the absolute havoc that Michael Parsons was creating, and it never allowed, not until they finally decided, hey, we're just going to really run the football and take out on a 19-play, eight-minute drive, where I don't know why Zach Taylor didn't go to that earlier in the game, but you thought dropping back Joe Burrow, five, seven-step drop was going to work, and that and you didn't double up that dude number 11. But Micah Parsons is, is, is arguably the best player in the National Football League. I don't care the position. I mean, he's, he's a, he is the reason you won the game. And you mentioned it. There's other guys we got to talk about. Like somebody, Nicholas in the Super Chat said, how good is our linebacker core compared to the rest of the league? Honestly, I think when you watch Vander Esch play and Anthony Barr play next to each other, I say your linebackers, they're okay. Like that's what your linebackers are. They're okay. Um, secondary, they're okay. Your defensive tackle group, mm, meh. You have Micah Parsons. Dorrance Armstrong ain't getting two sacks in another game. Well, he might because he's going to keep playing with Micah Parsons. <laughs> but, like, Micah was responsible for the two he got and at least two more. Where, like, the one – was it was that the Van Der Esch one where Micah, like, spun inside on Lyle and Burrow was like, oh, crap, got to go. And he's just like, you go run into somebody else. He was running out like a hooker in church. He was getting up out of there. Okay, this one I'm going to say real quietly, okay? I'm going to be real quiet about this one. Hookers don't go to church? No. They do. Um, They're in a choir. I, I just want to ask the whole world, very quietly, are y'all sure that we were supposed to crown Joe Burrow just because the Bengals made it to a Super Bowl? Are you sure? Because going into this game, the one thing I said you would have is Joe Burrow's game has the highest level of, here's a nerd word for you, variance amongst kind of pocket QBs in football because he won't let plays die. He's going to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And that's how you get sacked six times mm-hmm. on at least three or four of those. If he so chooses, he can throw the ball somewhere, but no, he wants to keep it alive. Keep it alive. Where's the big play? Where's the big play? Where's the big play? And he's a good quarterback, but man, we get in a hurry to be like, like it, let's do this with some other guys like Joe Burrow and uh, like Justin Herbert. If they play a close game against the Chiefs, we crown them because we want to pretend that Pat Mahomes isn't the best quarterback on planet Earth. And it's like, wait, but Pat just beat him again. And they're right. like, yeah, but did you see how good he played? 
Right. Josh Allen. You see how good Josh Allen played? That's the league MVP. He's the best. Mahomes beat him. Yeah, but we got to find somebody new. It's fun. Right. Like Burrow, because the Bengals went on a good postseason run from the four seed, led by their defense, actually. Uh, like we decided that he was one of the five best quarterbacks in football. I'm just, I, I'm going to say, say it quietly. You know, I'm going to go hunt down the tweets where I said the, I, I literally said that like, like last year. And I was like, this is, I'm like, even their run was an odd, you don't get sacked 30 times in the playoffs and make it this like that. Even that was odd. They should have lost multiple times during their run in the Super Bowl. And they were supposed to go and revamp their offensive line, and it looks just like the old offensive line. It's just now you have a bunch of black guys that are not playing. I'm not making this racial. And a bunch of white guys that are playing. It just it, – nothing changed. Nothing changed with that offensive line. He's 13 sacks in two games. So it, it's it's a Joe Burrow problem, and it's also they just can't block anybody. You did – Ken Art says, did Tank do anything? You need to stop disendurance. Guess it's too late to get Jimmy G. Yeah, it's too late to get Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G's going to make an extra like six million bucks this year too, five or six million bucks this year because he gets he gets two hundred fifty grand every time that he plays twenty five percent of the snaps in a game in his new deal, and he's going to play twenty five percent of the snaps in every single game. Trey Lance is out of there. Uh, yeah, Tank Tank was okay. It's hard. It's hard if you're a Cowboys defender because you ain't going to notice anybody because of Micah Parsons. Like it's all you're going to notice. Tank had a, a run stuff on the first or second drive of the game. Like that's the one thing I remember of his. Like Tank Lawrence is always just going to do his job. Formula said pool fund. How do you feel about Peter's left tackle and Tyler left guard? Think it will add lots of power to that left side. That's a good question because Tyler Smith, once again, it's goofy the amount of natural ability that Tyler Smith has. I was rewatching the game and like Tyler Smith does not win with his punch or with his hand placement. Like most offensive linemen, if they were had the technique of Tyler Smith, would give up eight sacks a game. But the dude is so strong and flexible that, like, this guy got into my chest, I'm turned sideways, and I can still stop him. Strong. He's strong with a K. Strong. That's a different type of strength. (laughs) Tyler Smith is a strong son of a bitch. Like, he's strong. You 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 got strength, you got strong, and then you got strong. Okay. Tyler is strong. Yeah. And just to give you, like, a a, a quick – uh, Peters, and this is from my this is from my boy uh, Will Steele. Jason Peters snaps at left tackle, twelve thousand two hundred and forty eight. Yeah. Snaps at left guard. One. Hell yeah, let's go. So I. <laughs> well, and that, okay, so this is what the Cowboys are going to run into because I know how the Cowboys think, and the Cowboys are always thinking about their long term and their young guys and developing them. And now you're two games in, and Tyler Smith doesn't look out of place at left tackle, and they want him to be the long term left tackle. So they might do dumb stuff and just leave him there. I shouldn't call it dumb. I guess I would kind of understand. But if you do go back and watch that, people out there, humans, Matt Farniak is bad. The left guard is bad. Tyler Biotis played okay. Zach Martin played well. I think Terrence Steele played well. And Tyler Smith played well. The left guard is bad. And if you want to not have a weak point on the offensive line and Jason Peters is ready, you put Jason Peters at left tackle, you put Tyler Smith at guard, and you let him strong his way around in there. And sure, later on, if I want you to be my franchise left tackle, I'll get you there. But right now, Cooper Rush just gave me a chance, baby. We're breathing. We won a game. I got to put my best five out there. And if Jason Peters is ready, that involves Jason. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Jason Peters. It was so, and it was so, the game was, it was fun because you won. Mm-hmm. But man, it was such a simple, boring sort of deal. Like the Cowboys were like, we scored two touchdowns. And then from there on, it was like, can we get to the end? Can we just get to the end? Like you go look up the, the uh, wide receiver number three on this team in that game was Dennis Houston. He played 21 snaps. Didn't notice him ever. Uh, Simi Fihoko, I know he was in the game because he false started playing receiver to get him to third and nine. Which is uh, so dumb because you were so far outside. How did you – you can't even hear out there. Like, how do you jump and you're that far away from the football? I don't know. But, like, Jake Ferguson played more snaps than any wide receiver not named Noah Brown and C.D. Lamb. So, like, there was nothing explosive or exciting about it. But I think Cooper Rush – made the two plays he had to make. Well, three plays, because the touchdown to Noah Brown is obviously a big play. Fourth and two on the first drive where he made the play to Noah Brown, mm-hmm. and then third and nine on the second drive to Noah Brown. We're both uh, – no, 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 the third and nine. Yeah, the third and nine was definitely Noah Brown. That was the one that was coming across. Fourth and two was over, yeah, in the middle too to Noah Brown. Yep. Uh, he made the two plays he had to make to get enough points for you to go, hey, Micah, can you go stop them all day? <laughs> can you stop them all day and we'll see if we can add three points later uh so is that sustainable that noah brown as wide receiver two is going to make a bunch of plays and help you win a football game is it sustainable that offensive line is it uh, mike is sustainable he's sustainable I, you know for noah brown i said i said this on my show earlier um noah brown is somewhere in between what you saw this sunday and what you saw last Sunday. Find an even medium in there, I think that's where you have Noah Brown. Because even when you look at that game, he had five catches for 90-something yards. He had four catches in the first half and did not see a ball again until late late in that football game where he had the, the tip. Uh, and actually, <laughs> when you go back and you watch it, if they don't tip the football, that's an interception. Like that will like the only he couple. Thing, he had a couple. The only thing that would have stopped that from being an interception is if he dropped it, because that thing was sailing. I mean, numbers high to the safety. The tip of the ball slowed it down and allowed it to get back in play for Noah Brown. Uh, but do I think Noah Brown's a five catch hundred yard guy every week? You don't no. think Noah Brown's a sixteen hundred yard receiver, seventeen hundred yard receiver? No. I think I think Noah, Noah Brown is somewhere what you saw this Sunday and somewhere in between what you saw this Sunday and last Sunday. I think he, you know, if it's a five-catch game, it's a five-catch 50-yard game, you know, 49-yard game, 45-yard game, 65-yard game. I don't believe that Noah Brown's a five-catch 95 yards. Like, five-catch 95 yards and a touchdown, I don't think that's who he is. And, again, no knock against Noah Brown at all. I'm just saying I don't think that's what his his ceiling is per game. Um, I mean, we still haven't got – we've yet to get – this is now 10 games that C.D. Lamb has not reached the 100-yard mark since he's last reached it against Minnesota with Cooper Rush uh, a year ago. 
But you know, kudos to Cooper Rush and Kellen Moore because they did what they 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 did what you needed them to do. They need I need you to come out and to be efficient. I need you to come out and score early because I don't know if Cooper Rush would have last in a shootout. So when you got up early in this football game, especially in those first two drives that they were touchdowns, you've now given yourself a cushion where Cincinnati had to go out there and kind of try to play. They they had to play catch up. And when they had to play catch up, you will, that fell into your hands because you have the best football player on the planet who literally was salivating at the mouth, like waiting to get after the quarterback. The one question that I kind of had, which blew my mind when I was watching the game, and I haven't got a chance to watch the, the, the replay black today, but just to watch through the game, I didn't understand why Cincinnati played the defense that they played. It, it when because when you line up and you go man to man across the board, single high safety for a backup quarterback, he's saying thank you so much. Because I don't have to sift through and read this thing out. I know exactly. I what know how to read this. Throw the slide. I, I know how to read this. I I just have to get it there, and whatever happens when it gets there, whether they catch it or not, is not on me. But I just I, I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't understand. Like the football person was like, I don't get it. Why? See, I, okay, so I kind of do. I'm with you, but I'm also dumb enough that I get it because a lot of NFL coaches are dumb, and so I can kind of think what they're thinking because I think it's the same thing that happened at Minnesota when both of your receivers went for over 100 yards, and it's because they're like, dude, that dude can't beat us. So but, what we're going to do? You have to know that I I do have Eli Apple out there. Like you know, right? This but you are giving him the one way he could beat you, which is make it easy for him in terms of the reads. But I like I I understand the thought process of going. Dennis Houston ain't doing nothing. Jake Ferguson ain't doing nothing. Noah Brown ain't doing nothing. So we they're gonna want to run the ball and we're gonna try to stop it. But yeah, I'm with you. It's stupid. What's what what you should do is every team should dare teams. I bet you won't run the ball 14 times to get down the field. I bet you won't. I dare you to. Right. And, you know, if if a team is willing and can pull it off and it makes the blocks and doesn't commit penalties and they go 15 plays and 75 yards and punch it in, okay, maybe next drive we'll think about it. But what really hurts is when you're getting 15 and 20 at a time because an okay receiver is going up against an okay DB and it's one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, That's what hurts. Eli Apple's less than okay. Eli Apple's bad. Like oh, no, yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. I was just speaking in general. I apologize. Oh, I'm like, Eli was really, really, really Well, bad. you don't think most NFL teams would look at Noah Brown and say, that's a bad starting receiver. Yeah. Yeah. So we had kind of bad on bad. Although I'm telling you, it's really weird. I've never seen, like, Jason Garrett loved that Noah Brown was like 230 pounds and liked to block. Can't this year was the first time where he's like 205 pounds and running routes. And I was like, oh, somebody told him like, hey, it's okay to actually play receiver. You don't have to be an outline blocker. <laughs> like you can run from routes. That's it. That was always my knock against Jason Garrett, and kind of my my disdain towards him was he, Jason would put you in this box, and you once he put you in this box, you were not getting out of it. Noah Brown was a blocker. Like he was just like Noah Brown's a blocker. That's it. So that's all he's gonna do when he comes in the game. I don't care if they know it or not. Like, and that was the biggest problem. I, I was like, why do you do this to people? You put the people in this like you. That's not how you grow talent. But yeah, no, he's come out and he, he he's again he's not a bad player. He, he's not a number two. Um, but 
if you give if you give me enough opportunities going one on one, and my route is a slant, I'm gonna win just off off just off natural ability, just off size. If I'm 6'2", 205, 10 pounds, you know, five pounds. geometry. I'm gonna get across his face, and I can reach. And I can reach like that. Like I am in the National Football League. I may not be, you know, <laughs> Jefferson or Chase or one of those guys, but I I'm I'm here, so I can I can at least do this. I was I was I was sitting there and I was like, why are you not making Cooper Rush read through all of these windows and holes and find a spot to throw it in accurately, consistently? I was just like, boy, that was a dumb game plan. But such is life, and it it, it worked out in our favor. And, and they gave men to man coverage. And Cooper Rush, to his credit, he he found the open receiver, which happened to be you talk about chemistry. Noah Brown is the guy that he works with all the time in practice. Yeah, because he's been the fifth receiver here up for forever. And scout team in practice, you know, you know, all, all, all that Cooper Rush does in practice when Dak Prescott is there is he may get one or two reps at the end of a period as they're getting ready to transition on, and he's running all of the scout team. He and Will Greer are splitting all of the scout team, all the scout team reps. And Noah Bounce playing scout team as well and has for a while. So th- this is this is that that was the chemistry that was coming together and, and it worked for the Cowboys and 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 like you said, there has been life that has been breathed into the lungs of the Cowboys with this victory against the Bengals. And we'll see if Jerry and Stephen Jones are full of crap, which we know at times they are. Um, let me get to formula real quick. He said, you think Michael Gallup's back for the Giants game? Barr played well in this game. Um, let's just see what they say through the week on Gallup. And then I think the other question is, and uh, it might have been a super chat that I missed earlier. Dirk, here we go. How long will Gallup take to make an impact on the field coming off the injury? Because that's what I wonder about. Um, the idea that, okay, I got cleared and I've practiced for a couple of weeks and here we go. Now I'm going to go be a good NFL player. I don't know. How realistic is that? That the day they say you may play coming off an ACL, that it's like, all right, our receiver core is fixed. Michael's back. Right. Yeah. I'm going to see it. I think it's more reasonable that like he's good like a good receiver in a month. Like you got to be out there and be sure of yourself and catch a slant and get smoked while your weight is on the reconstructed leg. Like, I think you got to go through that stuff before you're like, Oh, okay. Now I'm ready. No, I, I agree with you 100%. And you're the resident knee expert here. Anyway, you, you, you have the horrible knees. Um, but absolutely. Like, if he comes back in week three, I think he'll be back week four. Um, it's going to take another four games before he's comfortable at doing it at that level of speed. Because you can practice all you want. We're seeing a lot of, in these early games, of quarterbacks and teams and players who don't play in the preseason and trying to get back in it. And those guys are still practicing full speed. So when you're just coming back from a couple weeks of getting in and I get it, you're on the side with Britt Brown and you may get some, some team work in. But there's another level. There's a there's a there's a speed or two higher that you have to go to in an NFL game, and then not only that, it's it's you're not gonna have it's not gonna be scripted. Like you're not gonna be like, hey, right now you're gonna run routes on air, you're gonna run a three yard slant and then go in. Well, what happens when you run that three yard slant and goes in, and now there's another linebacker flying at you and he falls, and now you got to be able to plant jump over him, right? There's all these things that happen in the course of a game that you cannot predict that you have to be ready to go through, you know. What happens when you jump up again and go for a ball and come down and land? Like all of those things are are are, are in in the back of your mind, and you got to work yourself through. So 
I agree with you. So a month, four weeks, that's four games. It'll take about that amount of time before he gets his sea legs back and able to go out there and perform to anywhere near the level he was before he got hurt. Random guys that I want to give credit to that we haven't mentioned to. Well, the first one's not a random guy. Um, Tony Pollard's a stud. And if you're going to win with Cooper Rush, I it's almost like Noah Brown played a big role in it. Don't get me wrong. Like he caught a, a touchdown and he had the fourth down play and a third nine conversion. Like those are big plays. But if you're going to win games with your backup quarterback in the NFL these days, I think it takes somebody who gives you one of those Pollard plays. And on this team, it's got to be Pollard, Lamb, or maybe Cavante Turpin will do it one of these weeks with a big play. But that's why Tony Pollard needs touches. Because Zeke ain't outrunning that dude. Zeke ain't outrunning the angle on, it was 24, wasn't it? Was that Eli? No, he's, which one is he? It was 20, whatever. Um, like t- That Eli, sort of play Eli, is. 20, Hinton, Hinton is 24, and Cheeto is the other one. I think, whatever. 22. Um, but what I mean, like Pollard and I was so mad at the replay cause I'm such a Pollard stand that I was like, they're going to call him down and he's already on the field. Like they're going to let him get his touchdown, but they're going to bring down his yards per carry. And that hurts me. I needed to say, <laughs> I needed him to average five and a half, not 4.8, but he had to go get this one, this one yard run for a touchdown. It's ruining my stats. Uh, I'm sure he'll take it for the touchdown, but shout out to Tony Pollard because that dude is hell to deal with and the best running back on your team, as I say over and over again. And I'm sorry to everybody who hates me saying it. No, his explosiveness is what separates him from, from Zeke. And by the way, that was a catch, not a run. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. When I looked at this, I was like, because when I look at the rushing, I was like, man, it it should be 6.1 yards of carry for the rushing total. I was like, wait, Where's that big run at? Flip it to him, like right down the line. And I was like, that's a run. Give my guy his credit. And it's like, nope, that's that's a a catch. Like, that's a tall sweep. Come on, guys. Let's (laughs) let's make this thing what it is. This is is student body left. Let's not do this. Let's not make this thing difficult. But he he has a level of explosion and he has a level of vision. And there was a one play of the right-hand side. Uh, I don't remember when it was. But you just – Oh, Laurie made the cut. Oh man, and he and that that hole was probably about that big, and I mean he hit it right. And as the hole did this, I mean he went through it and it closed, and he was gone to the second and third level. And I don't, you don't get that now with Zeke. You got that at one point in time with him, but you don't get that explosiveness where that hole opens up and he bursts through there, and he has the the extra gear where he can run by guys. So I'm 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 not fighting you on this. Of of Tony Power absolutely needs more carries. But again, they're always going to find a way to give the fifteen million guy, fifteen million dollar guy, his fair share of carries. They did. They have to. And I would hope that they, you would, you would think like, hey, the money's already gone. Like it's already gone. So let's just go out there and try to do our very best uh, with what we got. And and Tony Pollard is the guy who probably should get the bulk of the carries going forward. Yeah, and Zeke actually, I, I I do think Zeke is running it well. Like I'm not I'm not actually hating on Zeke as much as it's one of my favorite things that people assume that I just think he's awful. Uh, like he runs it well. It's just a different level of burst, a different level of being able to get through holes and being able to outrun people. That I want the opportunity for any play to be a big play, not just to consistently you got what you were going to get and then fell forward. I'm I'm I want I want the juice. And Tony Pollard's got the juice. Salute to the offensive tackles. I thought both of them played well. Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele. Um, 
And salute to both of the safeties, Donovan Wilson and Malik Hooker. Like Malik Hooker coming out of Ohio State, it was all about that dude's free safety, sideline to sideline. He's going to pick passes off. At some point in the last 18 months, Malik Hooker turned into a run defender that is tackling his ass off. Um, but you do have to preface any defensive player that you're giving credit to with part of it is that Micah Parsons is on your team. But, <laughs> but both the safeties played well. Those are my random guys I wanted to sneak in before we were done. You know, it it, me, it means a lot when you're playing the safety position and you you don't have to worry about 50-yard bombs coming over your head. I mean, every now and again, yes. But for the most part, you're thinking to yourself, boy, if they do a five- or seven-step drop, there's a good chance that Micah might get there before they even get this ball off. I, I mean, go back and watch the film. There were times where Joe Burrow would get to the top of his top of his drop, and Micah was rounding the corner. He was like – and you could just see on his face like, oh, shit. Not again. Got a, you know, it's like. And if he I, wasn't rounding the corner, it was because he decided to spin or make an inside right, move. And right. Joe had to run out the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Donovan Wilson. He he is a heat-seeking missile. And even even on his penalty, that's a penalty where you, you as a coach, you go, hey, that's on me. That Because that's who you are as a player. And I never want you to second-guess that. I know we don't want penalties, but the last thing that you can do is 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 clip the nuts of a player like Donovan Wilson. Because if he stops being a heat-seeking missile, then he stops being the player that you put him on the football field to be. When he was making tackles all across the field because he has no fear, he wants to come down and lay the hit on you. So that type of play, you go, hey, this one, that's on me. All right, let's be smart. When we see the quarterback coming, like, let's be smart. But this one, I'll take this one. But you keep playing fast physical football because that's what we need from you. And and you saw the Cowboys do something that they 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 got. The Cowboys in the past, when the teams begin to assert their dominance and assert their physicality into a football game, in the past the Cowboys would fold. But again, when you have Michael Parsons and he's he's the catalyst and the leader of your defense, even on that 19 play drive, eight minute plus drive, like they 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 were getting what they wanted at times but they were still fighting. They were still holding on. They were still making it difficult to get the ball. And, and they, they changed the way that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow ran offense. That's a big play offense. There's a reason why Joe Burrow holds the ball the way that he holds the ball, because they're saying, I like my chances with T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and, and Jamar Chase. If you just give me a little bit of time, I, these guys will eventually – like that game was perfectly set up for a Cincinnati win. You know, hold them, hold them, sack them, do the, the – you know, get up, get up. I didn't hear no bell. Get out one more round, and then they'll hit you for a Jamar Chase 40-yard out the back door deep over, and they go win the football game. But I think this defense just they, – they, they, held, they held tight, and, and they didn't give Joe Burrow an opportunity to, to make that big play. They tried, but every time they load up to go try and do it, you, you, had, you had Michael Parsons in the backfield wreaking havoc. My last thing of the day is we have to do something about uh, the first drive when Anthony Barr got – called for hitting Joe Burrow on third down when Joe Burrow ran and but didn't really slide and Tank had just grabbed his foot and he's falling forward. And if you're a quarterback and you're falling forward on third down, I ain't throwing a penalty for you ever, ever in life. If you want to be protected, slide. If you're going, if you're going forward and trying to get a first down and you did not slide and somebody hits you as you're hitting the ground, I know we don't want a league full of backup quarterbacks. Slide. I'll protect you. But slide. If you, if you watch around National Football League, they call that 
all day. Saturday. I know, and I hate it because as that player where a dude is running and it's a third and eight and he's still running and Tank kind of got his foot and now he's kind of dive coming forward and it's like, and my instincts to process all of that as a defender has to be don't touch him. I know. Man, that's hard. When they, when they listen, owners. What if, what if I didn't see that Tank clipped his foot a little bit because now if I don't touch him, are the refs going to call him down? Is he going to roll forward for a first down? Like, it's I absurd mean, what we expect defensive players to be able to do. Probably, but I can guarantee you this, and you know this for a fact, Jess. When 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 those owners are at these competition meetings and those owners are at these you know, owners' meetings, they're saying, hey, listen, guys, damn it, I got a half a billion dollars into this quarterback situation. Yeah. All right, guys, listen, these quarterbacks are $50 million dudes now. <laughs> so we, we got to figure this out because what, what we can't do is we can't have a bunch of $50 million dudes standing on the goddamn sidelines because that we we need the revenue to be there we need we need the, the product to be there so they need to call a quarterback fair catch then then, then listen going whatever, down. whatever it is they they're them own, the owners and they can they can they can gripe and moan all they want and yell but the same people who you see on Sunday may yell at that are the same folks when they go when they go down to Florida or they're in New York these owners meeting they're saying that product the fit, the guy that we're paying 46 48 50 million a half a billion dollars to we have to keep them in the game. Now, freak things happen, but stuff like that, we can't allow a guy to tee off on our quarterbacks anymore because the price tag is getting far too great for me to be to me to have a fifty million dollar investment on the sideline of street clothes. That, that that's an owner's call right there. The Joneses are pretending Dak might only have one more game to miss. We'll update that throughout the week. How about that? Uh, this is Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Believe Network, brought to you by Bet Online. That is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. My name is Jeff Cavanaugh, and I have nothing else for you today unless Jesse has something that he wants to sneak in. Otherwise, I will tell you. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through. Oh, I got—I've had a new therapist this morning that does take my insurance, and he was good. We're locked in, baby. Oh, uh, no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. I love the contingencies. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.